Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. In Lent observing Western churches, Lent begins on Ash Wednesday and lasts 40 days, ending approximately six weeks later, depending on the Christian denomination and local custom. Let's learn more about the traditions of the Lenten period with the Catholic Talk Show. We're going to be talking about Ash Wednesday and the liturgical season of Lent. Yeah, we're going to talk about the penitential date with Ash Wednesday and the ashes. We're going to talk about what Catholics have to do during Lent and the rules that surround that. The season of Lent begins with Ash Wednesday, and this is the sprinkling rite that is offered to all people, not just Catholics. Yeah, is that true? It is true. And this is a celebration that we should be inviting our friends to. And culturally speaking, I can't tell you how many people go to that liturgy, especially of Hispanic cultures. Yeah. And, and that's the only thing they do so all year. Yeah. They don't even go to Christmas or Easter. Yeah. There's people that just yes. go yeah. to Ash Wednesday, and that's it. It's Ash bizarre. Wednesday is so packed. I bet you it has a greater population of attendance. It's got to be up there with Christmas. And it's not even a holy day of obligation. It's not even a holy day of obligation. That's the funny thing. But people want their ashes because it symbolizes something so powerful. And when we think ashes to ashes, dust to dust, that one's mortality comes into focus. But there's another aspect of penance. When David offended God, what was he doing? He's rolling in the dust. He covered himself in dust. How many uh, Ash Wednesday services do you have? I've been in churches that have had seven. I've been in churches that have two or three. Do you ever go to a parish where they have the distribution of ashes outside of the liturgy? I've only done that once, but it was in like hospital setting. Never in the church outside of the liturgy. I've seen in the news churches that have like drive-by ashing. They just have the priest outside in a line of cars and they just go, boom. They're Catholic. I'm just picturing the priest throwing a bag of ashes at somebody inside the head. Also on TV, like if yeah. you watch a talk show or something, mm-hmm. like the there's a guy that has a talk show with sports. You see people in the news. Oh, and it's and they, always so awkward. You'll see invariably every year there's going to be somebody on TV and they're going to be in the middle of the interview. And, oh, by the way, did you know you got some stuff on your head? And like, <laughs> I'm Catholic. I, it happens every year. Yeah. I wait for it. I love it so much. And then the people are just mortified. They're like, oh yeah, that's right. And, and a total superficial appreciation. Even as a kid, it was always like looking at your buddy. I wonder what kind of shape he's going to have. Like what, what kind of cross he's going to yeah. have. And like one of your buddies is, has this humongous cross on the his super forehead. super dark and defined. Like super dark yeah. and defined. And then the other person is like kind of smudge. It's like a, the fingerprint of the priest on the guy's forehead. You know? Now in Rome, they don't do the cross in the shape of the forehead. Well, they traditionally do. speaking, it, it should be going on top of the head, like yeah, at the sprinkled. crown. And what I love about that is that is precisely where the chrism anoints you, priest, prophet, and king, at baptism. And it's meant to be anointed on the crown of the head. And when we sin, when we're driven in that carne, in the flesh, we're defacing that reality. And it's recognizing that and it's purifying that, throwing ash on that and really entering into a time of penance. So if I have remnants of the ashes on my fingers, on your ashen thumb, on my ashen thumb, (laughs) I may make the cross or the smudge on, on the forehead and then put a little bit of ashes on top of the head too. I'm going to ask if my priest can sprinkle me instead of give me the cross. I think that's more in line with the penitential thing. I think it's more in line with when you fast, do not look somber and let people know it, but instead wash your face and mm-hmm. look cheerful. And I think most people with a more mature spirituality, that might be a better thing to do. Those ashes are burnt when? Where do the ashes come from? They, they should come from the palm fronds. 
from Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday. Right. From the year before. From the year before. And collect those and burn them. So Ash Wednesday, it begins Lent, right? Now, Mm. that is a penitential season. Um, There's some practices that go along with the season of penitence. And there's some things that traditionally Catholics will do during the season to help prepare them for Easter, to help them prepare for the second coming of Christ, not just Easter, but to really look forward to the second coming and the resurrection of the dead. Originally, Lent was more focused on that than necessarily preparing for Easter as a season of penitence, looking forward to your own mortality. True. Yeah, it's like metanoia. So yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do in Lent. There's a lot of people that will yeah. put up the ash, the yeah. cross off their, social media, off for social media for yeah. Lent. And I like that a lot. I, I think that's a really cool practice. But I struggle for a while because I go real hard at something. Oh my goodness. I give it honestly most of the time I give up alcohol. That's a non-negotiable. So that's always something. Sugar. I've done that. I've employed different reading materials where it's like I need to read a section of this Mm -hmm. each day and work through a book or two. Because it's giving stuff up, but it's also adding adding things, certain things yeah. too. So when I would normally be watching, catching up on my basketball on the NBA, I'll just wind up doing that in place of it. I try to shut off all secular forms of music for me to shift that and then only Christian music. And there was one that I just did no music at all for Lent, which was pretty difficult, but also it developed a great sense of peace and steadiness in my spirit. So I think those were some of the things that I've done in the past and the more austere and like crazy things were the times when I tried to fast for 40 days that didn't last. So I once did meat and dairy. The East go way harder on Lent than we do. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now, 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is another tip is it does help to give things up with somebody to hold you accountable. And I gave up meat and dairy. What are you guys Two, giving up days. this year? This year, again, alcohol, I, I give that up every year and definitely want to get back to the practice of praying my rosaries where the best times of my life, I prayed three rosaries, if not four rosaries in a day. I really want to hold the Blessed Mother's hand this Lent and kind of walk with her. I think I'm going to try to give up dairy. I absolutely love dairy. Well, I'll do alcohol. I could do alcohol. Now, we're talking about some food and some restrictions. Now, there is some dietary restrictions that Catholics are meant to hold during Lent. Now, Catholics- are obliged to it? Yes, they are. If you're 14 or older, you're obliged to practice these practices. You're obliged to abstinence. If you're 18 to 58, you're obliged to fast and abstinence. Unless there's some mitigating things. If you're pregnant, if you are a very physical worker who needs that nutrition, there's some things that will allow you to not have to do that. If you're on medication or if you have any sort of health issues that would prevent that, Mm -hmm. the church never wants to put you in danger Mm -hmm. for these things. 
man isn't made for the practices, the practices are made for man and woman. People get confused as to what you're allowed to eat and when you're allowed to eat. And it's pretty simple. Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are days of fasting and abstinence. Abstinence means no meat, no chicken, no warm-blooded animals. Now, fasting means you're supposed to have one modest meal and two smaller meals that, when combined, do not equal the size of your one modest meal and no snacks in between. So that's how you're supposed to fast. So on Good Friday and Ash Wednesday, you're supposed to have those one small meal and two smaller meals that don't contain any meat. And then on all Fridays, it's supposed to be meals that don't contain any warm-blooded animal meat. In certain areas, there's some really interesting things that people are allowed to eat that we would consider meat, but they have an indulgence to be able to eat. Some cultures can eat penguins. Yeah. Alligators. Alligators and crocodiles and muskrats. And yeah, there's some dispensations based on cultures that they would consider an animal, even if it was warm blooded who lived in an aquatic environment, they would consider it uh, a fish. So those are the basic rules of how you're supposed to eat during Lent. No meat on Fridays. And then on Ash Wednesday and Good Good Friday, Friday, no meat and those small meals. And you can take it a little bit further and just go all out, no food. Or do a bread and water fest, which is a big practice for many, many years. Now, also during the season, you have your Easter duty. You're supposed to at least get confession once during Lent and receive communion once we get to Easter. So those are some other things. Now, Catholics are also called to (laughs) almsgiving, to fasting, and prayer. Prayer. Yeah, see, I'm going to, during the week, I want to go to Mass or Adoration three, four, five times. So some other things now that we don't do during Lent. During the liturgy, there's a couple words that we don't say. What are those? No, alleluia or gloria. gloria. There'll be no more of that. And why is that? Because it's this anticipation of the revealed glory of Jesus risen from the tomb that we cry out, Alleluia, Alleluia. It was his victory over the flesh, Alleluia. And it's it's that anticipation of entering back into the desert, this kind of journey into that aridity and nothingness and recognizing I am ashes and I'm, I am in my trajectory toward death and realizing that in the midst of that desert, in the midst of that place where your faith is being reborn and your baptism is being renewed and you think about that journey to get there, It should be a journey. It should be exhausting. And it's bringing into clearer focus who the person of Jesus Christ is in human history, but even more importantly, in your history. Who is Jesus going to be in the midst of the desert for you as you are overcoming temptation and turning from sin and putting on this way of life of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving and living out the season so that Christ may truly bring your heart into a greater transformation and increase within you the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, 
weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.